Avengers! Hello everyone and welcome back to Excelsior, the world's number one Marvel's Avengers podcast. I'm your director, Christian Buckley, as always, back again, joined with the Apex legend, Jack Martin. Excelsior, Christian. How you been? How have you been enjoying that PS5 and how was Kevin Diaz's reaction to it? Yes, this is great actually. Uh, for those that aren't familiar, uh, I also host the JoyClicks Gamescast with Kevin general video game show and i have been anti ps5 for quite a long time i think that console came out way too early even still from our discussion before this show jack might even make a case that it's still out too early but yep. uh it's been cool uh it makes avengers run a lot faster barely any loading times on that game jack yeah it's that nice. is huge for us for this show yeah so i ordered it monday just like on a whim and expected it to get here later this week, and I record with Kevin on Wednesdays. So Wednesday morning, I checked the tracking thing, and I was like, hey, it's going to get here today. And I was like, okay. And I was keeping it a secret from Kevin, because I've been downplaying this thing forever. And when the recording started, I was like, hey, just so you know, I might have to go sign for a package during the show, so just, like, cover. And it happened. It actually got delivered during the show. So brought into my room, unpacked the thing, he was still covering for me for like 10 minutes on the recording. And I came back <laughs> up. I was like, hey, sorry, it was a big thing. Um, and then when we resumed the recording, I took a selfie with the box and sent it to him. And uh, as we, he was like just going off about some stupid game thing we were talking about, uh, the reaction hit like lightning. So That's awesome. Now, how did you even order it? Because I know it's still difficult to come by these days. So I, for as long as I can remember, I've had Wario 64 notifications on mm -hmm. my phone. I got a lot of notifications on my phone because that account tweets constantly. Yeah, it's it's like distracting at points where it's like this random like Eastern game is out on sale for two dollars. I'm like, I've never heard of this. Yeah, uh, but I was working uh, at my my desk and I saw it was like PS5 available through PS Direct. I was like. Maybe, let me see if I get in, because ever since Summer Game Fest this year, and the fact that Spider-Man 2 is next year, I was like, I should have a PS5 by March at the latest, because big Resident Evil fan, RE4. Um, and I got in pretty quickly, and the PS5 disc, Sans Horizon, was available. So I was like, okay, yeah, why not? Let me do it. I'll put on my PlayStation credit card, I'll get PlayStation points, I'll feed into the ecosystem, and uh, yeah. That's great to hear. You're saving yourself some trouble with that Horizon game. I gotta be honest, I'm anti-Horizon at this point. I think you and I are both on that train. Um, yeah. I don't like hate the game. It's just like it's a Ubisoft game. Let's be real. Yeah, and I like Ubisoft games. I played Brotherhood a couple months ago for the third time, probably, and I loved it still. But yeah, I can only take so much, you know. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm pretty uh, open world games in general. I'm pretty tapped out of, but those particular games and it just feels like it wasn't really that big of a sequel i think that game is very overhyped i would gladly give elden ring the game of the year for a game i <laughs> didn't really enjoy all that much in elden ring compared to horizon that I will quickly became a podcast game i will remember that when we do our go detox at the end of the year jack i'll make i'll bring that up again i'll give you the receipt and you can co-sign it yes oh yeah if kevin tries to make horizon the game of the year we're blocking that 
We'll get to the Avenger stuff in a second, but I I did bring up to him during set, the same recording because we did Goaty so far. Uh, I asked him if anything would like dethrone Horizon because that's his current Goaty. And we talked for like 15, 20 minutes and I was like, you don't think like Last of Us Part 1 is going to do it? And then he was like, oh, I didn't even think about that. So <laughs> I was, I was kind of being facetious about it. But like... yeah. And, yeah, the 2013 game. Um and God of War Ragnarok, which is not releasing this year. Yeah. But you know what is releasing this year, Jack? What's that? Maybe another Marvel's Avengers hero because we got another one in the past week or so. Uh, just this week, actually. And looks like probably going to get another one this year based off of some comments we'll get into. But Avengers is having some stuff going on in the game. We are, of course, here to reconvene, discuss what's going on in Marvel's Avengers, what's new, impressions on the new hero, the mighty Thor, Jane Foster, and later in the show, catch up on Ms. Marvel. So why don't we just dive into Fury's report? A lot of stuff going on right now. Uh, we'll save the Jane talk for the end because it's let's just all pack it together in one spot. So first up... To celebrate the birth of the United States, like we all want to do right now, uh, Captain America Cosmetics, 50% off from now until July 8th. That is running through July 4th, which is Independence Day in the U.S. Uh, alongside that, Corrupted Vibranium is running until July 7th. And there's also a unit bonus for completing Villain Sector Chains, which is the new... I'll stop saying it's new in like a week or two. Because this has been implemented for about a month or so now, but the new way to engage with um, event quests in the game and weeklies and things like that. So you'll be able to get boosted units from the 30th of June when we're recording this episode and the 7th of July. So fun stuff going on for sales and bonuses in this Avengers game, Jack. Sure. Very exciting. I'm through the roof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, there hasn't been, I don't think, any brand new skins. If there were, they weren't that memorable. But the one that is there this week is the iconic Mighty Thor Jane Foster skin. The one that I always think of when I think of Jane Thor uh, is from, I think, her debut, the Thor number one that she took over in. And it's got the... um. Like the black eyes, like Darth Vader lenses basically on the Thor helmet for her. Yeah, this is pretty sweet. Um, kind of surprised this isn't like, you know how like Spider-Man got his like iconic mm -hmm. look and like you can just get that. I'm surprised you couldn't just earn this after doing like her whole, um, whatever like quest line it is, similar to Spider-Man. It's interesting to me that this is um, in the marketplace. I would have expected this to be earnable, and then, like, the MCU Thor skin would be the first marketplace skin. So that's an interesting choice here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, she's been in the comics long enough, similar to Kamala, that they can pull from stuff in the comics. I think when we got the game, though, most of Kamala's comic fits were earnable in game because as we know now with cosmetics and avengers they've kind of shifted to occasionally doing comics consistently doing mcu stuff so 
yeah, I'm, I am surprised that considering how close it is to the launch of the film, like I imagine uh, the, the MCU Jane skin will be featured next week, maybe the week after. But yeah, looking good. I'm with you. I'm surprised that it's not the quest line earnable thing. And I haven't messed with the quest line much, but I don't recall seeing a iconic outfit earnable for uh, for Jane. Hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to pick your brain about that because I didn't even get a chance to play with Jane yet. Yeah. Um, so that is the marketplace and what's new in the game. So let's just get into update updates. There is a lot of things that are going on with the recent patch. Uh, lots of tweaks, lots of fixes. I skimmed nothing major. We'll see how things play out balance-wise in the future, but I don't recall any previous patch like creating huge problems uh in recent memory at least so let's just get into the stark realities that is jane foster she's here she's arrived the first new hero of 2022 christian i want to hear your thoughts on this but okay. mm -hmm. i've also heard some very negative things <laughs> um and not like in how she plays but i watched first of all i didn't really even like watch the war table i like watched a, a little bit of it before it came out uh before jane came out i think it was like earlier this week um and the like to dislike ratio was not good <laughs> really uh which was kind of surprising i feel like people would just not care or those that would watch it would be like oh this is cool but it was like completely dislike heavy and then uh, Paul Tassi, who's like, I guess not even one of the few journalists covering this game anymore because he kind of dipped out recently, um, was saying that he wasn't like this wouldn't bring him back into the game. So I feel like more so than any of the other heroes, like there's been a lot of negativity, not even like with how she plays, just like I suppose the state of the game and like where we find ourselves now that Jane has entered Marvel's Avengers. So that was an interesting sort of prelude to jane joining the game mm -hmm. so similar to you i didn't watch the promotional material for this considering it was so close we had a week off and it was like my brain wasn't focused on avenger stuff and i was like well the next time we record i'm gonna have been able to play as jane so why would i just watch the promotional material it's gonna be irrelevant um so i haven't watched that but i have spent a little bit of time um I wouldn't say enough, but I've spent a good, uh, not a good amount of time either. I, I, I gave it like a half hour in um, learning some of her abilities and what's unique about her as somebody who mains Thor. Um, a couple things that surprised me out the gate. I did remember, I think last week they released that comic book, Spider-Man style, infamous style motion comic, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was cool. That did not appear for me in game. I don't know if I had to like trigger something for that to happen, but I did not see that. So I'm going to have to go back mm. to that video and watch it because I was saving that for when I actually sat down to play the character. But, Interesting. So how like did they introduce her? I loaded the game up. She was on the um, the homepage with the, the whole team shot. Mm -hmm. I loaded up the Avengers initiative I got um, just a couple updates on things I missed. Um, and then I walked up to a war table, 
selected a mission and I could choose her. <laughs> no way. Yeah. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Usually there's like at least like at least with the the Spider-Man probably Spider-Man 1 probably had the like the least fanfare. Mm-hmm. Like what you said you'd start up the game and then you got that motion comic. I feel like maybe that is supposed to happen but it's not for whatever reason. It didn't happen for you. Cuz that would be really bizarre if you can just like load up the game and then go to the like the character switcher on like the helicarrier and just there's Jane. Like usually there's like a bit of like introduction to it yeah and i've only loaded the game up once and there was stuff from the previous update so like i, I loaded it in the first thing i got was a fury cutscene because i have i as i've said i've not played this game in like a couple months mm-hmm. um so i got the fury cutscene when i loaded in and then i walked up to the war table and i could select jane so maybe there was some weird canceling out of getting the fury cutscene and like that negating the Jane cutscene for me, I can maybe see that be a possibility. So if I load the game up again and get it, I'll know why. But if it's not in the game, that is surprising to me. Because like they did it, they went through the effort, and I do like the motion comic animation they did for Spider-Man, so I was excited to see they did one for Jane as well. But I yeah, I still haven't seen it. <laughs> so Yeah that's that's odd I'll, I'll have to report back um if i play jane within the next week because mm-hmm. uh, maybe that was the case yeah but as far as she plays i wanted to get a good sense she's level one power level zero i think right so i'm starting from nothing so i can't load into anything i'm too power i'm too low of a power level so i'm like okay let me go over to the war table, go to the hell carrier. I'll pull up a harm room and I'll just get a sense of her abilities. I'll do her training session. And again, unless I fucked up, unless this is me, she doesn't have a training session either. Really? Yeah. How am I going to farm all those <laughs> challenge points? I don't know. So I was like, I didn't want to risk it because I was like, I don't have a ton of time free right now i want to just try jane so i didn't want to like load into thor's and see if i could select jane um i didn't want to do that i didn't want to try it or risk that so i was like okay i'll just do a custom harm room and that's where i spent my time with jane because i could not load into anything um like i couldn't do and we're back i couldn't just do a roam around thing because i'm just too low power level but Mm. off the rip she's fun because she plays like Thor. I don't have any skills unlocked because I couldn't progress really based off of the time I had. And I was doing custom hard rooms, which don't give you XP. But uh, her basic kit in terms of movement, maneuverability, she definitely feels faster than Thor, which I like. Um, just as sort of a alternate where I do enjoy how, to- how Thor is just this like bulky tank. Um, who deals heavy damage, and I, I like the pace that he moves at, but if anybody was ever frustrated by the power-to-speed ratio of Thor, they'll probably enjoy Jane a lot more. Um, she has a vault, and Thor doesn't have that. Um, the pacing of her combat, like her square attacks and triangle attacks, are 
faster hits, but they feel like you can't mash them as heavily. Like her melee sort of is a bit does a bit of range damage in terms of I'll hit square and then instead of just hitting, she'll usually like toss it a little bit and like like a mini mini boomerang, maybe like a foot out. So she's doing flippy dippy tricks with that hammer. So all the animations are cool and very distinct from Thor. So she feels visually different. Um, her L1 is Warrior's Fury. Her R1 is God Blast. So that's the same. But her oh, ultimate she ability... she has the same L1 mm-hmm. and R1? Yeah. And I haven't messed with the, uh, the skill tree variants, right? Because you know how with right. some of the characters you can like slightly change the visual and practical effects of those abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, so those could be distinct from Thor, the way that some of Kate's crossover was distinct from Clint. Um, but her ultimate ability, I'm forgetting if it's called like the ultimate weapon or the god weapon. Basically, uh, Mjolnir will act similar to Hawkeye with his ultimate, where Mjolnir becomes like AI controlled and will just zoom around the map in like a circumference based around where you are uh pretty pretty wide like it's not immediately in your surroundings uh Mjolnir will just fly around take out enemies using the um the Odin force lightning damage but you will also get a replacement weapon I'm not familiar with what the weapon it's like this gold mace looking thing that people said was from the comics and that functions as Mjolnir would so like you have Mjolnir Prime doing damage just across the map everywhere. And then this gold, essentially Mjolnir clone, able to have access to your entire kit. So like range damage, throwing it, the uh, the combos and all that. So it's pretty cool. I imagine you can do a really good DPS build with that. But unique from Thor, definitely lasts longer than the, um, the Bifrost. But... Those are the big immediate differences. And like I said, I haven't had a chance to go through the skill trees. Um, Looking at some of the combos she has, though, in the basic skill tree, there are some distinct ones. Again, much more focused on mobility, closing gaps, lots of kicks, lots of slides, things like that that Thor doesn't do. So Cool. Yeah, definitely excited to try. Uh, You and I both like playing as Thor, so it seems like a pretty natural... Uh, step for us seems like she like maybe just it's just all the energy and conversations around this game right now but it seems like this is like the least consequential character added especially since she doesn't have an operation um like spider-man obviously didn't but it's spider-man's like one of the most beloved superheroes of all time so i feel like def people definitely responded to that in a way but um I feel like for the most part, Spider-Man like got a good enough press from that. Um, but it seems like it it's kind of just unfortunate. Like if, if Jane released maybe as like the first character, I feel like people wouldn't be giving it um, a lot of negativity as much as they are right now. But I think it's just more so the state of the game. And this is the first piece of content we've had in six months. And it's like still kind of lackluster without the operation and things like that. So... I don't know. It's a little unfortunate. Like, there's there's nothing really pulling me to 
I think like what Paul Tassi said in his article, like there's nothing really pulling me into the game t- alongside Jane to really sink my teeth into. It's just, do I want to level up a character to level 50 and do a gear grind for 150 just with all the same content we've been playing forever? Um, that's not really something I, I want to do right now, but maybe in conjunction t- with um, the cloning lab, that's happening and things like that maybe that will be the time to do it but right now it's kind of hard to be motivated to jump into the game right now yeah i understand that um part of the reason that i was eager to get in was because i did get the ps5 right and avengers loading that up on my ps4 pro is like a task it's so (laughs) different dude like you just jump into the game yeah so for that reason, that was part of the motivation in addition to Jane dropping and having to have some experience with her for the podcast, right? But I completely understand that and get that. I don't think uh, Jane will convince anybody who isn't already an Avengers fan to become an Avengers fan suddenly. Um, clearly, I don't think Jane is either going to be this big push to get fans to return to the game. But I think I understand the reason they did Jane, right? Because with how successful, I guess, on the back end, uh, monetarily, this game has become once they started embracing the MCU rather than pushing it away. Uh, I imagine they saw the development roadmap ahead of them when that could line up with potentially a movie like Thor Love and Thunder and deciding to do that to see if that would help the game, right? Because... I remember even Greg Miller talked about this on either his like how to save Avengers video or um, literally any time he's talked about the game. But like he's like, oh, yeah, I I left. uh, I think he said he left Shang-Chi and he was like on the way home, man, I'd love to just hop into Avengers and play at Shang-Chi right now. And they work with him. Maybe they listen to that and they figured that that would be a good thing to try, you know? Mm-hmm. yeah definitely it seems like the synergy with the mcu is something they have been embracing for a little bit and it's great now that there's like whole characters being released around the same time as things um and now with ms marvel we have like her mcu suit and things like that so that's cool um yeah it's just the it's just the matter of having like a, a full roster to really go alongside the mcu which i'm sure is a quite the challenge yeah so when it comes to the future with Jane, I can't imagine myself like investing in wanting to super level up or get a 5150 character or 5175 at this point. Like I think that time and energy I would rather spend on Thor getting to 175 and getting more champion XP because I've already spent so much time with Thor and I personally, outside of just my enjoyment of the game, would not really have a reason to invest in Jane. Um, I'll I'll definitely mess with her a little more. I'll try and get her to a place where I can load into a mission and just see how she plays with a team or in real time. But yeah, I, I understand people who are frustrated with this. However, I do think it's another good, well functioning, well playing character with a cool ultimate that I hope in maybe a week or two, the super hardcore will be able to share some very unique new builds 
centered around her. Because, um, again, that'll come in handy when slash if we get other, like, high-level content, right? So if Jane can do Thor's damage, but because of this perk on this specific gear item she can only get, then maybe she'll be even great as a healer or something, you know? So the jury's still out on that front, but in terms of the excitement level, I, I think what you brought up is the tone that a lot of people have right now with this. Yeah, and something always to praise about this game is, like, this is completely free, which I think is great. Uh, they've been doing that ever since the game launched. Like, they released a whole ass expansion that was free, and obviously now we're getting, like, character drops that are just free and available uh, with an update, so that's always great. Yeah, definitely. Um, in terms of the future of the game, though, there were a couple things that I found curious around the Jane Foster launch. Uh, specifically, Brian Wagner, who is a dev that I follow on Twitter, working at Crystal. A couple things stood out to me. One was a general, like, a, a tweet that you could tell had probably some frustration about uh, the leaking of this game, the extensive leaks of this game. Uh, basically, the gist of that was saying that the next hero we're getting in the game is not who we think it is. Thoughts on that, Jack? So, uh, there's like two heroes I would think would be next. Um, like we were saying earlier with like the MCU synergy and just the leaks that have happened. She-Hulk seems like the next in line. Or Captain Marvel with a expansion that I don't know if that has been like rumored, leaked, or just the next evolution that you would expect for an expansion. But I, we, and I think everyone else has sort of run with that. Um, those are kind of the characters I would think. Where were you thinking? Yeah, I would also think um, She-Hulk or... I don't know. I honestly don't know, because I remember earlier this year, the speculation was like, oh, is it Shuri? Is it, uh, it was, uh, Yelena? But true. Yeah. The, f the female clone ended up being Jane. So I don't know if those were just speculation, but we've heard like Rhodey, we've heard Winter Soldier, we've heard a list of other characters, right? And I'm with you. I, I think it is bonkers that considering how important Carol Danvers is to Kamala Khan's origins, and Kamala Khan was the main character of that game, that we still haven't seen her. So between that and the fact that when I loaded this game up, Fury once again brought up the incoming Kree invasion. I was like, damn, we're really still talking about this, so they better do something with it. Uh, like, they, I, I, they, they wouldn't keep bringing it up if it was not going to happen, right? Yeah, it, it, it kind of has to. Yeah. So, I, uh, I, I think you're right. I think it would either be Carol or Shiolk. But I think the general consensus and thought amongst the community online is that She-Hulk would, would be next, right? Over Carol? Yeah, it seems like it would probably be a smaller release like Jane. And, like, <laughs> the voice actress has even said she's She-Hulk, like, basically without saying it. So, like, that's happening at some point, unless they do a complete change and don't use that. But, like, she's done voice lines and everything for She-Hulk, so that has to be coming 
soon, I would imagine. Yeah, you would hope, right? And like with She Hulk's in the fall, like the movie or the show? August. Oh yeah, so I would expect I, I'm confused, like I I would be really surprised if She Hulk is not next. Like Jane comes out at the end of June, basically early July. I would not expect another character in July, like because they've they've done nothing really to make me think a whole new character would release a month after a brand new one, and then another character releasing in August. That seems like that would be a lot. Yeah, so maybe they can time it to have She Hulk ready for the finale of the show. Mm. Maybe. Yeah. But, yeah, if it is not She-Hulk, and this is truth, I'll be surprised. I'll be very, very surprised. But the other thing that was teased, because, uh, again, we was tweeting a bunch about uh, just the game in general around launch. Somebody added him and said, like, can you please add the open world large patrol zones to the game already or something like that? quote tweeted it with just a smiley face so again i feel like that means it's in development right if you're a dev that can't say everything yeah i i would also say that's probably something that could drop anytime Mm -hmm. like next week they could be like oh yeah we that's a thing now go to the war table and just do it like it's not that big a thing really um like i'm not discounting like how much development that would take because i don't know and i don't understand but it's not something like, oh, patrol zones are here. You gotta get in this game. It's just something that could release in a War Table blog. Yeah, so eyes will be peeled in the future for that. But Avengers, you live another day. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, what's very funny, Jack, uh, before we get into Meanwhile, we'll start with this. Meanwhile, news alert. Marvel just got $10 out of me because uh, I forgot to cancel my Marvel Unlimited uh, subscription free trial from Game Pass. Mm. So I had to cancel that real quick. But uh, I guess I'll try and read some comics this month, <laughs> even though I haven't for the last two. But yeah, I need to get... I've been uh, reading the Star Wars... I mean, maybe you could read this. Can you read the Star Wars Marvel comics? I think I can. All right. Yeah, I just started the 2015 run. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's pretty good. It's all like Han, Luke, and Leia between episode four and five. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I I'm enjoying it so far. I think I'm seven issues in. Um, it's like split up in arcs so far. So, uh, one was about like the very first one is about them destroying like the biggest weapons factory in the galaxy, and they have like a run in with Darth Vader, and it's like oh would this break canon? And they do like smart ways of making sure it it fits nicely and. Nothing is, like, too serious, but there are some cool moments in it. So it's pretty good so far. Very nice. Yeah, I'll probably mess with that. I'll probably get back to reading the Daredevil run that I like a lot. Um, Mm. I just, I was really into it the first, like, two days I subbed, and then I did not touch it for three months. So, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. When when do you read comics? Because, like, time of day. Because I love reading them at night. Helps me fall asleep like so easily i'd say evening like six or seven mm-hmm. you know with maybe a fine like glass before, of wine yeah before dinner <laughs> after dinner maybe read a couple then uh hop on watch a show play a game you know yeah that's a good time to do it yeah so maybe 
I should use this opportune uh, robbing of my uh, funds to get caught up on Dr. Doom, Jack. Why is that? Because apparently there's a project coming for Dr. Doom that Howard Stern is involved in. This sounds horrible. (laughs) So, for those that aren't familiar, Howard Stern... (laughs) radio host for Sirius XM, I think. That's the thing he's on. Um, Uh Uh-huh. I don't know how long that man has been working. I remember learning of him from America's Got Talent, I think. Yep. And then one of the recent 9-11 anniversaries, I remember somebody posted an episode of his show, and I was like, he was around then? Oh, he's, he's been around since at least the 80s. Yeah. So... You would think that a host of a radio show for that long would know how to not slip up. But did you did you hear the source of how this happened, how this rumor came to light? I just saw it was on his show, wasn't it? It was. But his mic was still hot when the ads were running. Oh, you're kidding me. So... There's excerpts I saw on Twitter. There's excerpts for whoever's like the sponsor of a show running their ad. And underneath, he was like, yeah, tell Feige this thing. He's like, the one thing I'm not excited is for the schedule. It's going to fucking suck. And he's like, I'm doing some Doctor Doom project for them. Uh, I'm paraphrasing. That wasn't the exact phrasing of it. But like, yeah, he's working on a Doctor Doom project this summer. That That's unbelievable. Um, First of all, I hate Howard Stern. Yeah. Uh, he's miserable to listen yeah. to. I don't understand yeah. how millions of people listen to him. Uh, well, I guess millions of people are probably miserable, so that's yeah, that probably makes sense. But don't like him. Um, confused as to what this project is like. In <laughs> I don't know when I think Doctor Doom. Not sure I think Howard Stern. So that's a weird casting. If. Like, I guess, like, he didn't say he is Doctor Doom, but I guess that's sort of top of mind when you leak that. Right. That he would play the character. Uh, but, like, would this be a... Would this be for the Fantastic Four movie? Would this be for... I know some people were throwing out, like, an animated thing. I'm unsure. And obviously we should be because we're not really supposed to know about this. But, yeah, yeah. it's a weird piece of news. We also know that Marvel's gotten into radio dramas, right? Like, they do those podcast narrative series. Like, there's the the Wolverine one. There's, um, I think, like, Old Man Star-Lord was a podcast narrative drama. So, could be that. You know, he's a, he's a radio host. Maybe that's the, the thing he's working on. Hmm. But, yeah. Uh, this is certainly an interesting thing. Uh, we've seen... Rolling all the way back to phase one of the MCU, another person that I don't like, uh, Bill O'Reilly was in <laughs> Iron Man, I think, or Iron Man Two. Yes, like as like as Bill O'Reilly, right? Yeah. So so maybe it's that. Maybe Doctor Doom. I don't. I actually don't. Oh, Victor Von Doom. That's his name. Maybe Victor Von Doom, the scientist, goes on the Howard Stern show, like a, like a Joe Rogan episode, yeah, style thing, and maybe that that's. On- it. I think you probably nailed it. That makes sense. Because, like, he... He's acted, but 
in uh, the movie Private Parts, but he was playing himself. <laughs> so uh, he's probably pretty good at that. So I would imagine he's probably going to do that. I think you're probably right. He will definitely... And I really don't like when shows... The Boys does this, and I like The Boys enough, but I hate when it like references like real-world things. That's just so... There's something so weird about that. I like movies um, and shows being divorced from reality. So, like, whenever they bring on, like, like what you said, like, Bill O'Reilly or, like, seeing, like, Anderson Cooper on the news, I'm like, this is weird. Just, like, have your own fake journalist or radio show. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I I hope he does not play a major role because don't like him. Yeah. Um, I... <laughs> It's funny, though, because the first 30 minutes of reading that, I was like, is he actually Dr. Doom? And then I, like, thought about it, and I was like, no, he's going to, like, interview him or something. Yeah, that's that's a good call. But, curious, what if Dr. Doom, presumably, I'm thinking he's going to be the next Thanos. I know a lot of people think it's going to be Kang, but if Dr. Doom is going to be a huge player moving forward in the MCU, could you see Dr. Doom introduced through a standalone project? That'd be interesting, because um, Thanos was introduced in a variety of ways at the end of Avengers and then through Guardians of the Galaxy before like mm-hmm. finally coming out. That could be interesting, and it could lead to like being inside the head more of the villain, which I think is an interesting possibility. So if they do end up using that route, I think that could be very interesting to like sort of cheer on kind of like joker style in a way like cheer on the villain in a way or sort of root for them in some ways and then later on get the hero versus villain story and like there's no real villain because you're you're kind of on their side in a way that's a i think that's a good way of doing things yeah and typically marvel studios hasn't done stuff like that before but there are these rumors floating around about the thunderbolts right um be like getting movement on that project in addition to that there's also loki who was redeemed has his own series so Mm -hmm. i wouldn't write it off that there could be a doctor doom thing but yeah we will uh certainly see presumably in the near future but uh tangentially talking about uh doctor doom casting i don't know if you saw this quote either but uh there was basically something that sent the Krasinski stands into a panic lately about this uh, Reed Richards casting. What was this? Uh, basically, I forget who said this. It was, I don't think it was Feige, but let me look and see if I can find a, a name for this. But the gist of it was that like they were saying, oh, we knew the fans wanted this to. Uh, oh, this be... was, um, this was, was Sam Raimi, I believe. Okay. Yeah, so it was basically a, a possibility you and I talked about in our multiverse review. It was an opportunity to make a fan dream a reality and might not mean that he is our Reed Richards in 616 MCU stuff. Yeah, I think um, that was essentially saying, like, we had the opportunity to, like, do the fan casting, mm-hmm. so we took it. And, yeah, it seems like... For me, though, that just seems like... Definitely with the fan cast, like what they said, they wanted to do the fan casting and they were able to do that. Uh, I still think there's a big possibility he could be 
that character if he wants to be in the MCU. Mm -hmm. But I think it's probably largely largely up to him rather than, well, obviously the Kevin Feige and Marvel will have their decision. But I feel like John Krasinski is like kind of perfect for that. Uh, it seems, and if he wants it, he probably can get it. Yeah. The other holdup, I think, at this point is I feel like if that was the case, there would be a tweet by now. You know? Yeah, I just, I don't know. I feel like they don't have the rest of the Fantastic Four yet. So mm. that's probably, I feel like we'll hear about this soon. And we'll talk about that news piece soon enough, but I feel like we'll hear about this soon. I feel like we'll know the Fantastic Four by the end, by the end of the summer. I agree. And presumably so does the MCU and Feige and Marvel because Kevin Feige has outwardly said that the future of the MCU will be revealed soon. You and I were discussing this a little bit before recording. Comic-Con, they are making their triumphant return to Hall H this year, middle of July, the, uh, the 21st through the 24th. So I think this will be the old school Feige on a stage revealing logos on a timeline and probably ending it with a big casting announcement, like with the Avengers all coming out on stage. I I think that's what we'll get. And the fantastic four will be revealed on that stage is my guess. Yes, I agree. I think if fantastic four isn't the last phase four movie, which I think it will be, I think we'll get that. I just mm -hmm. want, like, the rest of the schedule for Phase 4. Like, I want to know what the last thing is. And then and then they could be like, oh, yeah, Phase 5 will be, like, Blade and whatever, like, other projects that we announced earlier, probably too soon. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, definitely want to know what's what we're leading up to for Phase 4. And I still think, like, what we're leading up to is probably, like, maybe more, probably more... Uh, has more stakes than the Avengers did in a way because I think we're building up to a lot with like Kang and things like that potentially so that'll be interesting but like it's still a lead up phase to five and six I think yeah I I'm curious to see the way they present the future right because a common critique of phase four which I don't necessarily agree with, but I see where people are coming from, is that nothing feels connected. Um, I, th I think this is a, like we've talked about before, like with a sports team, it's a, it's a rebuilding year. It's a structuring year of introducing all these new characters, updating our veterans. Where are they at? Are they passing a torch or not? Um, and maybe towards the end of this phase, we get... Honestly, I don't even know if we're going to get that, Jack. I don't even know if we're going to get a big finale for this phase. I think if this phase is about giving resolution to the veterans that didn't get in an endgame, setting up where familiar people are, and introducing new heroes, it makes a lot of sense to end this phase, if that's the job, with Fantastic Four being the new introduced big face team, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if we get like a big team up. I don't, I don't even know what will. that would look like. That seems like it's too many characters. Yeah. And I, I think Feige's a smart man, right? I, I think he realizes that it's still a little too soon to do Avengers 5. 
and even bring it up. I think he can say like, we're working on the next Avengers project. We're leading to it. And it's going to be a phase five thing. And I think that will satiate people enough. Yeah. I would honestly love a break from the Avengers. And I, I feel like that'd be a really great return. Like after Mm -hmm. a whole phase. Cause what last time we got Endgame was 2019. And I don't know. Avengers five would be like 20, 25 maybe mm-hmm. 24 probably 25 that would be i would like that honestly yeah i would too like it i i think that'd be a very smart move and a good move and it allows these new characters the opportunity to breathe become familiar and get us to that level of accepting them stepping into the team name where we could see other people step down like clint not gonna show up probably right like uh banner maybe in like a support scientist role like i i think with the separation of those movies growing more fond with characters like yelena shang chi uh we've known sam and bucky forever but like ms marvel even right i i think when we eventually get to Avengers five and see those characters in the lead on the poster. People are excited about that and not like, Oh, I wish Steve Rogers was back, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I I think you're right. I think it's this phase is just introducing a lot of, a lot of new characters and Mm -hmm. probably at the end getting fantastic four, which is again, new characters for the MCU. Mm -hmm. Um, that's probably the lead up and then we can do Avengers later. Yeah, I could see a world where Fantastic Four um, is the finale, and at some point they introduce some threat, like maybe Galactus, that would make sense as the post-credits, right? And then at the end of Phase 6, that's when Galactus is here, and we have the big endgame part 2, right? True. So. I don't even know what the state of the Avengers is right now. It's like, Sam... And yeah. Rhodey. Yeah, right. And, and Carol, but she's never there. She never shows up. Yeah, exactly. So. so. Yeah, it'd be, I think it'd be great to have some breathing room and then come back when it's needed. Are you enthusiastic about the future right now, knowing that we're going to learn about it soon and where we're at right now? Um, I am now that he said that because I was a little... I was somewhat on the side of, like, where are we going? Um, I like... Phase four has been hit or miss for me. Like I liked dealing with the characters that we don't see very much like Wanda and Loki, like really getting inside their minds. Um, And I especially really like Ms. Marvel as like a new hero. And like, I'm interested to see future projects with her, but then there are shows like Moon Knight that just didn't really hit with me. And I'm not really excited to see him going forward. Like I'd rather have like a new direction with that character than that show and like Eternals I straight up just don't want to see ever again um so I was a little mixed but now that Kevin Feige is saying that we're gonna like actually have uh the the timeline sort of set in stone and like what we can expect coming up soon um has me a little more reassured yeah so we will have answers soon enough probably have some casting I'm hoping at least one project that none of us expected or none of us heard about right um 
because I know like Midnight Suns has been rumored also between like Blade and Moon Knight. But do you think what? any X Men talk? That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say, imagine he just just drops X Men. Like it's coming in like twenty eight, but like we're we are building up X Men right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they had the X Men animated show, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like coming back. Um, but yeah, no like live action or even like that seems the animated show doesn't doesn't even seem like it's in the MCU. Maybe it is, but it it I doesn't feel it. like. Yeah, and it doesn't feel like wholly new because it's a continuation of an old show. So, yeah, I feel like they could totally do like a Blade thing and be like, one more thing, we're doing the X-Men, obviously, and show a logo. That's probably what we get. I think if they do that, they will announce like a sub Kevin Feige lead remember how like like a long time ago pre-firing it was like oh james gunn is gonna oversee all the cosmic stuff Mm, yeah in marvel i i think they'll do that for the x-men because that that roster that pool to draw from is just so extensive that i can't imagine kevin feige can juggle that in addition to what he's already doing fully so maybe we get an announcement like that like hey this person is gonna be fully in charge of the x-men we're gonna be working together extensively but look forward to it yeah that's a good point yeah, i don't think we get like casting i don't think he's like oh yeah patrick stewart's back or carl urban walks out daniel radcliffe walks out oh dude that would be so hype i know a few have talked about that i would i'd be all on i love daniel radcliffe he's amazing he's my choice he he would be absolutely my choice um i've also seen people talk about like for Wolverine, just the the shoes you have are so big. Cast an unknown actor. And I I I think I can get with that. I think that could be a probably a good call. Yeah, I'm usually all, always on board with unknown actors cuz I'm like I have no expectations going into this, so I'm just really stoked to see what you do with it, so sure. Yeah. We'll see. I I'm excited to learn more about that in the future. But you know what I'm not excited to learn more about in the future, Jack? What's that? It brought up animated shows. There was this whole fiasco about what if season two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Disney Plus in the Netherlands were saying, season two, premiering July. Never mind. No, it's not. <laughs> and that's the story. <laughs> Do you think it's coming this summer? Do you think it's going to be a thing? I don't know. That's a show I don't really care about. And that's a show. I know you and Mike were talking about this on Jedi Knights with Kenobi. Um, but that is definitely a show that needs to release all at once. Like, don't mm-hmm. drip it out week by week because just get it over with, man. What if season one did not live up to the name? So I hope what if season two does. And like, it's just really boring art style. There's so much about the show I don't like. Um, but yeah, I think they mentioned 2022. So I could see, I mean, if She-Hulk is coming out in August, I feel like they would have announced a July release. So maybe in the fall. September. It feels like something's in September, though. But I can't think. I mean, She-Hulk will be premiering in September. And Bad Batch is starting in September, I know. And that's animation. So I don't know if they clog that. But who knows? I'll watch uh, the second part of the Marvel Zombies thing. Because Mm. that was the best. Well, T'Challa Star Lord was the best. But yeah. Marvel Zombies, I wanted more out of, because 
That's the one that ended on a cliffhanger, right? Yep. Sure did. Yeah. So, we'll see what's in store in the multiverse. But, uh, last piece of news. Again, looking at the picture of what's ahead. Armor Wars, the show starring Don Cheadle, will begin filming this fall. Accidentally, accidentally wrote next, but it is this fall. This okay. fall, the show begins filming. So I'm looking think, forward to this. Yeah, I am. I really do like uh, Rhodey a lot. Mm-hmm. And I feel like picking up on like the lineage, uh, like we picked up on the lineage of Captain America with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So picking up on the lineage with Iron Man, especially like after Endgame, would be really interesting. Um, and I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier sort of teed up Armor Wars, a lot of people are saying, um, with the end with uh, Agent... Forgetting her name. You know who I'm talking about? Um, She's like the Dragon dealer. No, no, no. It was... Um, she played... Agent, oh, Agent 13, Sharon. Yeah, yeah, Sharon. Um, it seems like people were thinking that tees up Armor Wars, so that'll be a somewhat interesting thread to go on. But yeah, I'm excited. This seems like if it's filming in the fall, it would come out 2023 sometime, right? Yeah, presumably. Probably next summer, I would think. Um, I could see, considering it's dealing with Iron Man Legacy, I could maybe see it drop in May, because that's when all the Iron Man movies used to drop. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that is one that I'm looking forward to because I am very curious to get deeper in the uh, the thought process of Rhodey, who is a character I've always liked, but seeing him deal with the weight of his best friend's actions, right? Like in Iron Man 2, when we first met Don Cheadle's Rhodey, he's introduced as like trying to deal with the repercussions of Tony. So Armor Wars dealing with that again, but solely resting on his decisions is interesting to me at least so curious about that one yeah and also is it implied that there's just like loose iron man armor around that is just being like shopped around yeah it's either that or uh people are trying to like fill the void which is again a very similar thing to iron man 2 with the hearings right where they showcase like all the people trying to do the copycats yeah and i imagine that would also set up iron heart which is like the actual passing of the torch of the Iron Man legacy. And I think began with Riri Williams copycatting the Iron Man armor. So that's probably just going to be a backdoor for that too. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the current MCU Disney plus show Ms. Marvel. We have another two episodes to discuss episodes three and four, uh, general, vibe check jack are you still rocking with ms marvel i am very much so um i think episode three is probably my least favorite so far but i still enjoyed it like i I didn't dislike it at all um i just think there was like this the introduction of the like villain characters them being like seemingly good and then turning bad like i thought was maybe a little rushed uh but overall i mostly enjoyed it and then episode four i really liked actually this was mm-hmm. uh this week's episode where they go to um pakistan and i uh, it, it seems like that sh- this show is like completely done 
in the volume or like in indoor sets somewhere like i'm sure they didn't actually go across the country or across the world to film that but it still felt like they were present somewhere and they weren't in uh jersey city like it feels wholly distinct so i really liked it i always am enjoying like kamala um interacting with her culture and like i feel like they're doing that in such a good way um yeah i'm really enjoying the show and it's like continuing um to be good for me so they actually shot that in bangkok thailand oh interesting yeah but because i'm with you i think like similar to the jersey city stuff it really does feel like the place (laughs) instead of uh, I think Star Wars, I personally believe at least, they use the volume really well, and maybe it's because it's made up places. Um, it looks very convincing and feels authentic, but when Marvel has used it in the past, I haven't really been on board with it. And I, when we talked about Ms. Marvel just being so refreshing, that was a huge part of it. So I'm glad they're shooting on location still. Yeah, that's great. I honestly did not expect that. Yeah, very, very cool. Um I was surprised, honestly, because I really loved episode three, and I th- I think I liked it more than episodes one and two, maybe? Just because, like, I really liked the, the theming of it, the fact that it was all focused around the wedding, and then it all broke down. Um, I, I, as far as the villains go, I'm with you. I, I don't care about them. No, the, yeah, that, that's exactly. the weak point of the show. Like most Marvel things, it's the villain. But even then, like Comron having a bit of a soft spot and like not wanting to go along with it, I'm. I think that's a unique element of the villain group, right? So I'll give them that in terms of the uh, the emotional stakes behind the the villain team in this show, but. Yeah, as far as the whole, like, oh, we need you to rip up a hole in the sky so we can get home or whatever they're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. And something I disliked about episode three was I feel like a really big missed opportunity with the Bon Jovi song that they were using. Mm -hmm. And the action just, like, did not go well with it, in my opinion. Um, Like, I feel like a lot of the Disney Plus action has just not really been good. And that sort of continues with the show. Um, and I would have loved like a really well edited like fight scene with mm-hmm. living on a prayer, and like yeah. it was I don't know it was kind of just like it was kind of like they filmed the fight scene and they just threw living on a prayer on. Sure, yeah. There's definitely a disconnect there. I I love that song anyway, so like I was just like, yeah, this is cool. But it's definitely tonally strange where Kamala is. It, it, still like growing into her powers and most of her combat in that was like slapsticky not in like a bad way but definitely strange to have that up against living on a prayer which feels like it could be in like a a thor battle scene or something right right yeah i I hear you for sure but um yeah i did like it but episode four i do think is better than episode three because we get a lot more emotional with Kamala's family, her lineage. Uh, the stuff with the red daggers was very interesting and pretty cool. So, I've seen a lot of people saying there was a Shang Chi reference. I missed it. Um, I think in episode three, when it was like the flashback sequence, 
the Ten Rings were in the temple that they were investigating. Or, like, allusions to the Ten Rings were there. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not sure, though. And I feel like... Do you know, like, where we left off with Shang-Chi at the very end? Um, where they were, like... Wong was, like, investigating, like, the source of the power mm-hmm. and saying there was, like, a ping or something. It That seems like it might be related to this. Just because they're both wearing jewelry. <laughs> that's sure. That's my line of thought. Yeah, that's a good point, right? Because Wong said he didn't recognize the inscriptions on the rings. I watched Shang-Chi, like, a week ago, so it's very fresh. But okay. um, I think he said, like, the markings we didn't recognize, and it was, like the carbon dating of it said it was like over like 10,000 years old or something. And the connection that I was thinking when I was watching it was the way that that gentleman was describing the, uh, the nor realm, right. Mm -hmm. How it's like parallel to our own, like the upside down, um, reminded me of Taolo from Chongqi, like the village that his mother's from. True, yeah, that's a good point. So I thought maybe that was it. Like, maybe not they're from the same uh, alternate dimension, but, like, another one on top of that. Yeah. So. Interesting. Yeah, that's that's certainly possible. But how, how are you feeling about um, Kamala's progression as a hero? Because I we've been getting sort of, like, piecemeal pieces of um, the iconography, like the fists, the giant feet, uh she hasn't like embiggened yet, but um, shades of that, I think, getting like slowly assembling her costume. Do you feel yeah. like it's reflecting her like emotional character arc? Well, yeah, I, I really liked in this episode. Um, she got like new clothes like from Pakistan and mm-hmm. she was wearing them like with her mask and all. And it's like, oh, this she's like starting to develop that costume. Yeah. Um, and it's cool that like she was actually um influenced by like her culture and like where her family's from and she's like incorporating that into the suit which i thought was really cool yeah i I really like that a lot um and i haven't read any opinion pieces about people who are concerned about um the change just for what the comic book approached uh that feeling of like acceptance and identity for kamala but um there was a TikTok creator I saw that was very critical of the change pre-show who seems to be positive about it's going on uh, the last few episodes. So I'm certainly enjoying it. I think they're doing really interesting stuff. Um, And I've seen even people with episode four talking about how they did not know about the partition in their history, um, which I only learned about very briefly, I think, in a history class in high school. Uh, about like Britain occupying India. Did you ever learn about that in your Catholic school education? No, I don't think I ever did. Yeah. So I think that's another positive of the show, just like really representing um, a different culture. And on Twitter, at least, I do see a lot of like people saying that it feels very refreshing and authentic to see their culture be represented this way. So I'm still loving the show i I think it's maybe their best period i think yeah i definitely think it's up there it definitely has like some of the bad trappings that a lot of Mm -hmm. marvel projects and like what you mentioned the villains and it's not very interesting but um it's certainly the most unique in terms of 
Like, I'm surprised even with the, like, style of the show. It's, like, incredibly stylized with, like, the text messages popping up or just, like, how colorful it is. Because, I don't know, but the Disney, like, the majority of Disney Plus shows, the MCU ones, have been, like, really drab and, like, colorless. Um, Like, I know Kenobi is not really supposed to be a very colorful show, but that has, like, a very similar palette to, like, Moon Knight and, like, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um like it seems like they they didn't really do like color correction on any of those shows yeah um, or if they did it's just like let's put this weird filter over it so it's it's refreshing that the show actually features color <laughs> it's got texture yeah right so uh how do you feel about the supporting cast because her friends i feel like are starting to as most marvel projects fade into the background mm-hmm. um I I appreciate that uh, Bruno was like ha- having kind of a like an in-world cutoff for appearing and like having an influence over the show. But uh, yeah, h- how do you feel about just sort of like shelving the supporting cast? Yeah, I really like Bruno and Nakia. And I think the one knock for this episode is them not being involved, which is obvious because they're in a completely different country. Um, and that was the one thing in this episode I was like, did they just go like randomly on a, like a school week? (laughs) Like it's not summer. I don't think they just go like, that's a long trip. You're not going for a weekend. Um, so that was a bit odd to me. Uh, but no, I really liked them, um, uh, in the lead up to last episode and now with Nakia knowing, like I'm interested to see where that goes. Yeah. Damage control definitely knows who Ms. Marvel is now, though, right? E- like, 100%. Because Kamala is, like, where they were looking in Jersey. Yeah. She's she's around that area. And then Night Light or Night Bright, whatever, shows up in Pakistan. Mm-hmm. They can cross-reference Jersey City <laughs> residents that just went on a trip to Pakistan, right. and she's all. She also took her mask off at the end of that fight in the last episode, which I was very. I was like, why? I'll say I don't think her secret identity stays. Sure. Secret. Like I, I feel like the MCU has done that a lot with characters. That's just gonna be exposed, probably. Yeah, I. I mean, I feel like I would hope not because I feel like with some of the like characters who in world are minors it would make sense for them to have secret identities Mm -hmm. like we got back there with peter uh kamala i would like if she kept her secret identity because i think in the avengers game also she makes a point of like still having to lead separate lives and like keep them separate but yeah i was very puzzled like when that fight was going on i was like this is gonna be the episode five reveal of how they track her down and get her right yeah. <laughs> she took her mask off and they can just figure it out but also have we gotten like a a hero with like a robin-esque from batman style mask because that they're gonna have to do a lot of explaining if she keeps her secret identity and she's wearing like an eyepiece i don't think we have um trying to think i i feel like we haven't like bucky had the face mask and the goggles but his face was also plastered all over the yeah world uh 
he at least had like the half mask. Yeah. Like I, feel, I don't think like no one really has secret identities in the MCU, right? Yeah. Like Spider-Man's the man, only one. Every day, or every time I think about that at least, I just think about how like Robert Downey Jr. improved that line at the end of Iron Man and the repercussions that it had. Was that an improv? He that was not in the script. He was like, I'm just gonna say I am Iron Man. I feel like it would fit. And they're like, no, Yeah, why not? You're right. That's I didn't know that. That's incredible. And that set the tone. That's why that nobody has secret identities. That is unbelievable. I really didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah, unless that was that is an incorrect tidbit. I feel I've heard that for like years. As like, oh, did you know? Wow. Yeah. But uh, are there any other standout elements from these two episodes that we haven't touched on that you want to touch on? Um, no, not really. I think um, it's mostly been the show's mostly been consistent for me. Um, maybe like a slight dip in episode three. I didn't like dislike it. It just didn't stick with me maybe as much as the other two episodes or the other three. But um, yeah, no, I've, I've really and it's probably because of the villains, but I've really been enjoying the show so far. Um, and we got two more, I think. So, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely excited to see the conclusion. Yeah, I'm curious to see how it pans out the next couple weeks. Um, I hope that there's an interesting twist with the villains or maybe something with damage control being outside of what we expect it to be, right? Um, I appreciate the way they're presenting damage control because every time they show up, I'm just mad. I'm like, I get these cops out of here. Yeah, exactly. Um, So hopefully they can do something interesting with that conflict if the uh the main villains don't turn out to be but yeah um i i really enjoy it i hopefully if it delivers in the last two episodes the way it has been so far i could see it be my favorite or maybe the best wandavision still has a special place but that might just be because it was the first show Mm, yeah Um, but yeah i i think that this is firing on all cylinders it's making me enjoy marvel content again honestly yeah, I'm with you. I've had like a bit of a, like a lot of dips recently. Um, so I think this is like another, this and like Dr. Strange have been like, oh, sweet, something refreshing. Yeah, absolutely. I fully agree with you. Because um, like Moon Knight, I enjoyed, but I was like, okay, that was another one. It felt like a real missed opportunity. Yeah. And Hawkeye, I was like, that was another one. And some of last year I felt the same way about other projects, but uh, with this, I'm genuinely excited. Like ever I'm upset that there's not going to be a seventh episode. Right. Mm, yeah. Cause it's just very enjoyable and I really like the cast and um, I'm glad that we're going to get to see more Kamala relatively soon in the Marvels, mm-hmm. but I hope this show gets a season two and I hope it's soon. I hope every Disney plus show gets a movie. <laughs> Because yeah. I'm like off the the Disney Plus train, like completely. Yeah, I, I will say I think that this is the show that's the most enjoyable as a show that M- MCU's put out. Like for me, at least. Um, like I, I don't want to rewatch pretty much anything. I I could maybe see myself rewatching this, but just the fact of like. The way that each episode exists, I think, is just enjoyable opposed to these other ones where I would watch more of this if this is what it was. 
you know like i would love it if it was a movie but if it was a season two i wouldn't be disappointed the way i would be disappointed if it's like we have to sit through another six episodes of moon Knight. okay <laughs> yeah i feel like this would be a good like 12 episode 30 minute episode yeah show where it's like oh let's like what's going on this week mm-hmm. that would be i'd be totally fine with that but um so far i'm mostly like let's stick with the movies yeah, I feel you on that. So I hope she gets both, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I hope she just gets a lot of stuff moving forward. I agree. But we will be back, of course, next week to talk about episode five of Ms. Marvel, the penultimate episode. But until then, Jack, where can the Agents of Excelsior find you? Sure. You can find me on social media at Fascinated Jack. What about you, Christian? You can find me on Twitter and TikTok at Shun2D2, as well as YouTube.com slash JoyClicks for the video version of Excelsior. Uh, all of our archived Summer Game Fest reactions, discussions, debriefs, you can also find there if you care about gaming. Um, you can also check out this show, Excelsior, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, your podcast service of choice. Just look up Excelsior, Marvel's Avengers Podcast, or JoyClicks. You will find it if you enjoy the show. Rating and reviewing is a quick way to help us out. Leave a quick blurb, hit a five-star rating to help us reach more people and show your appreciation. Helps us out a ton. You can also help us out by going to patreon.com slash joyclicks and support us monetarily at the $1 and $5 tiers. Five bucks will give you producer credit on every show we produce, like Aaron Easton and Jose Garcia. So thank you very much. And that is another week of Excelsior. Next week, presumably no Avengers news. But uh, I'm excited to talk about Ms. Marvel again. Yeah. Yeah, each week. Hell yeah. But until then, Excelsior. Excelsior.